I'm a local loan officer in West Palm Beach, Florida. I've been in the mortgage industry for the last eight years. I've worked in the industry throughout the country. I've closed over a thousand loans during my career, so I've seen it all. I'm on a mission to make mortgages both entertaining and educational. Welcome to Lending with Leah. This is the podcast for anyone thinking about potentially owning, in the process of buying, or even owns their own home. My name is Leah Budding. I'm a licensed mortgage loan officer, and I'm going to be your host. And today we have a very special guest with us. This is Flora Robinson, and she is a kick-ass realtor, mom, (laughs) and a friend. Thank you. Thank you you so much for coming on the show, Flora. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Yeah, I love being here. I was, you know, excited to get you. A little nervous, so... (laughs) It's always a little nerve wracking, especially when you start, because, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we're in a studio setting. But if you're listening uh, without the video, we are in a studio. And so there's all these lights and there's these cameras and it can be a little bit intimidating. Oh, for sure. (laughs) They're watching. (laughs) They're watching. Everyone's watching. And you're like talking to this audience and you like pretending they're there right. but they're not actually there but they yeah. are yeah. just yeah. you know yeah. at a later time oh goodness <laughs> but i wanted everyone to get to know you a little bit more first you know today's episode we're really going to be deep diving into the shifting real estate market and how to respond to it you know i think that's been a a big topic as we came out of all the COVID stuff and into 2022 and then how that's going to uh, go into 23. Okay. So, but before we get into all the nuts and the bolts, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about, about yourself? Like who is Flora? What makes Flora tick? And Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, my name is Flora Robertson, and I am a full-time real estate agent. I've got two daughters. Um, uh, let's see, I had a paint party studio at downtown West Palm Beach before I became a realtor. Wait, um, you did? I did. I totally did. I can still I, do paint parties now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even know if I knew that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So a paint party studio, is that it? kind of like, you know, when you when you go and you do the the whole, like, bring your own wine yes. and you paint a picture, it's like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm up there and I'm teaching you how to make a masterpiece, having a good time, you know, and, and it comes out great. So I totally had that downtown West Palm Beach. Um, before that, I was a bank teller for many years. And then I was, I also operated uh, with my ex-husband, a stone masonry business in Pennsylvania before he moved down here. I know, right? Oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> And I have a bachelor's degree in fine arts. So, um, Wow. I've taught myself how to play a few instruments. I mean, that's completely unrelated. The um, piano, ukulele, guitar, um, violin, clarinet, and the flute most recently. But I'm best at the ukulele. Just a few. Just a few. (laughs) Here's my, like, resume on uh, musical instruments I can play. I should have brought my ukulele. Oh, my God. Next time, I will bring my ukulele. That's my favorite one. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Just everyone is aware Next Uh-oh. time floor is on the show, we're going to have some music. We will so. hear some music. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Um, yeah, that that's a good advice. That's that's good. <laughs> so, what initially attracted you to real estate? Because you've done so many different things <laughs> in a in a really wide variety background. Yeah. So, what was that initial like catch or thing that brought you into the real estate world? God, yeah. Um, my dad, he was always, I guess, a real estate investor. Always, you know had property, sold it, still has it, you know, kind of thing. Um, but I guess after moving down to Florida, after getting divorced, I had a friend that suggested that I get my real estate license. He, you know, was also a real estate investor. I'm like, okay. So I did, got my license. <laughs> Very next week, <laughs> I took the wake long class, got the license the next week. But um, I never looked back. And then two years later, I got my broker's license. I forgot to mention I have my broker's license also. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, I... It was that, you know, that little nudge to to get into real estate. I'm so happy that I did. Before that, I worked full-time, part-time, and didn't make a fraction of what I do now. So (laughs) It really is something, real estate, whether you're on the real estate side or you're on the mortgage side, is it can be truly life-changing. Oh, for sure. You know, the income potential to earn is huge. Yeah. I you guess know. as much as you're willing to go for it, you know, it's there. You know, it's how hard you want to work. You can, you know, it's there. There's not like a ceiling. Like, you know, if you're an employee, you got to wait for a raise. Definitely not like that. You give yourself a raise by how much more effort work you want to put into it. So I like that. <laughs> and we've had a couple episodes, too, where we talk specifically on self-employment and what that looks like. And in, in being a real estate agent, you are self-employed. Absolutely. So yeah. you're really in total control over your own destiny yes i guess you could say absolutely i've got two good reasons at home for why like you know i've got to work so hard you know you gotta have a good why my whys are nine and eleven years old (laughs) and you do i've seen pictures you do have beautiful beautiful daughters thank you you're welcome Someday, maybe, oh, I don't have any kids myself yet, but someday, hopefully, maybe one, hopefully a girl. I'm, like, shooting for a baby girl someday. Yeah. (laughs) And, Flora, tell everyone why you're a pro at what you do in real estate. God, um, I'd say I'm a pro at what I do because I have true passion for helping people. I mean, if you don't have passion for what you do, you're going to give up. You won't be very good. People are, you know, you just... It just it won't succeed, you know, mm-hmm. not for very long. But um, I, I have passion. I've always loved customer service and, like, helping <laughs> others. Seriously, like, you know, all of my, like, past things, it's like, you know, how can I help? But, like, I, I, I treat people as if, like, you know, they are my own family, as if it's my own house. Let's buy this house together. What's our next, you know, what's the best course of action? I'll put together a plan and help them, like, you know, decide, well, if they have, like, a wide search range, okay, well, let's narrow it down. Where do you work? Um, like, you know, where do your kids go to school? Um, you know, do you work from home? What's, you know, more important, try to like weigh the pros and cons of where to where to buy the house. And then once we like get down to like the house itself, okay, this house is missing, you know, this, but this one has that, you know, um, whether it's like a bedroom or they wanted a pool, like, you know, I'll help them weigh the pros and cons of like which house is best for them. And then even, okay, so this, I guess, is for the buyer side. And then also, right? well, it's true. It's true, right? Like as, totally as a real estate agent, it's different. Yeah. You know, buyers and sellers are very different from one another. Yes. And so, I mean, that's actually uh, a good question to lead into why right. you're a pro in this. But you know, what do you do differently for yeah. your buyers versus your 
sellers. Right. Okay, what I do differently. Oh my goodness, it's like it's it's like a completely different side of like, you know, an argument. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So for my for my sellers, um, I'll try to help them, give them the most tips that I can to prepare their house for sale, so that we can get like the highest price with the least amount of money going in. Unless it's necessary, unless they have it, they want to. You know, let's renovate a kitchen. Not everybody can do that. But you know, <laughs> how many people do do that? So when they're by the time they get to a realtor, they've already done that if they plan to do it. Got Other, it. Right. Otherwise, um, the only things that might be left, you know, would be like deep cleaning the house. All right. You know, decluttering, you know, I, for my clients, I do as much as I can. So, OK, right now, this season, I have been offering a five hundred dollar upfront credit to try to help move the deal along. So that literally Ooh. means like, you know, if people need repairs in their house. I've been paying for it upfront just because I want to help and I want to wow. get the deal done. I'm all about, you know, just getting the, getting getting the house sold, helping the seller. Um, to sell it for the highest price, make it as yeah. smoothly. I have I have sellers who are in you know tough situations and they don't have help or good advice from you know what to do next or family members who know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> so something uh, t- for everyone to keep in mind <laughs> is that Uncle Bob and your dad or your mom or sister Betty who thinks she knows more, it, they're not real estate agents. <laughs> Do right. not go to them for yeah. advice. Yeah. They're not expert. I mean, unless of course Uncle expert, yeah. Bob <laughs> happens to be a realtor, don't go to them for yeah. advice. It is not their area of expertise. You can lean on them for love and support, but yeah. just don't. Yes, yes, very true. <laughs> so, you know, um, so, okay, a transaction that I had recently, the sellers, they have a lot in their house, a lot of clutter, and, you know, we just wanted the house to show better, but they weren't in the best position to be able to, um, you know, to make it happen. So I, I got a U-Haul. No, not a U-Haul. I can do that. I got a pod storage unit for them, uh, pod storage, and, like, had it delivered in front of their house. They took their time, packed it up, and then we had it moved to the facility, and then once they bought their new house, I helped them to buy their new house, too. Um, then we had it delivered over there. So, you know, I just try yeah. to I just try to make it as simple and easy and smooth. I try to think of anything that could go wrong and just be like, I can help you do this. I can take care of that and just already have it within, like, you know, the market plan, my um, strategic plan for selling their house. Mm-hmm. I'm working with sellers. So I'm working with buyers. Again, completely different. <laughs> but- <laughs> I have a question for you, too. So when you brought up clutter... Not that this really has anything to do with what we're talking about today, but I'm I'm curious for my own sake. Have you ever worked with someone on a home that was a hoarder? So the clutter was to the the level of you know the TV show hoarders. As, have you? Almost like I tell this <laughs> half my clients. <laughs> so I mean, it's not. Don't feel bad. <laughs> You're not the first. You won't be the last. <laughs> as far as clutter, it's not a bad thing. Okay, so... Um, what about I, animal hoarders? Because oh one gosh. time, I mean, I don't see the homes, but yeah. I got a contract once, and it had in the additional comments section, it it literally said, buyer to assume responsibility oh of all cats. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. See, now, if I had a seller in that situation, I would just call, you know, Animal Protective Services, or like, you know, a shelter. I call shelter. A no-kill shelter. I'd make sure of that. I'd even put like a post on Facebook and try to like, you know, help like who who wants these cats? We've got these cats. We're trying to, you know, I wouldn't put that on the buyer. No, I wouldn't buy that house. <laughs> I wonder, I'm curious, did that house ever sell? It did. It did, did sell. Uh-huh. This oh was a God. live contract that I got. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. We could probably do a whole episode <laughs> on um, funny things that people put oh on their gosh. purchase contract. Right, right. Oh my gosh. So the funny situations that we walk into and opening a door. Oh, yeah, that's right. As a realtor, oh, so many. But anyway. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Now you started. So now you got to tell us one. What's one of the most interesting or worst or embarrassing, right. whatever, that you. I can tell half the story. Half the story. There were mirrors all over the bedroom, on the ceiling, walls, everything. So that's it. That's <laughs> If you don't know, look it up. Because we're not going to explain oh any further than that. Oh, man. Oh, I feel like you, I, I don't know. Maybe um, I would take the mirrors down right before. I, it's. Or that maybe house, it's a selling feature. I don't know. This That house. Okay, the rest of the story. Part of the rest of the story. And it gives me anxiety to even like think about it. And I never want to run to that. There, there's like people in the closet that were like hiding. And like, I guess because like, I don't even know what they were doing. Like, why? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm trying to get my gun license so I can like, you know, have <laughs> to carry and be safe. I've been like taking classes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like we definitely run into really crazy situations. So I'll be protected soon enough. <laughs> yes. Sa safety really is a yeah. big a big thing in in your world right oh, it's so true because i mean you are you're you're a single woman and you're going out and you're taking these people out and a lot of times these are strangers right oh my gosh yeah so yeah it, it's it's a serious thing and yeah. i think it's important to protect yourself for sure with that oh yeah for sure for sure and i've got good aim apparently even with without my glasses <laughs> There you go. Hear that? She's got good aim. Don't mess and with a her. Steady hand. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Yep. So to bring it back a little right. bit. Real estate, real estate. I mean it's all real estate, but everyone wants to hear the the funny yeah. things yeah. too, like the real life. I mean, we're we are not prim and proper and this and that. Like, no, we're real people. We yeah. have real experiences. Yeah, yeah. And you've been doing real estate for a while now. You said since 2017. Yeah. So how many market shifts have you seen since 2017? Got it. So I've, I guess I've seen a few market shifts. Um, when I first came in, it was probably more slower. Then it started to pick up. And then COVID happened, stopped, pause, everything, nothing happened at all. And then boom, like, you know, the big bang. <laughs> it literally <laughs> was like the big bang. Right. And Seriously. Then we, and then the Federal Reserve raised their interest rates and then we hit a wall. So we're picking ourselves back up right now. <laughs> yeah. That we are this, oh, this year. I mean, the honestly, the past, I'd say Three years have been a little yeah. bit of a roller coaster in right. real estate. Very tumultuous. Because, <laughs> you know, I haven't been on the real estate side, but I've been in the mortgage business for the last eight and a half years. Yeah. So I have also definitely seen some shifts, but right. nothing quite like the last yeah. three years. It's been unprecedented. Yep. <laughs> and we're going to go into now what the shifting market is, uh, how that's affecting people, the best way to respond to it. But just a note for everyone watching or listening is that we are filming and recording this episode about mid-end of December 2022, but this episode isn't going to be released until the beginning part of 23. So just keep that in mind what we do talk about in today's episode, 
may uh, change slightly by the time the episode is actually released. So just a note for everyone. But Flora, in your opinion, and as a realtor, how has the market shifted during 2022? Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess I kind of touched on that a little bit. So at the beginning of 2022, it was still very very much, you know, a lot of buyers, a lot of, you know, properties still selling all cash, you know, just taking offers, getting accepted, just, you know, all cash. I'm not even sure where these people came from. Goodness. I know. (laughs) My my clients who didn't have a lot of cash were not getting offers accepted. So I can speak to that too. People here, like wanting to move laterally, people that just, you know, move for like relocation just around and they can't they weren't able to at least because they were just being bought off by all cash deals or people that are doing 20 percent 50 percent down and who you know paid all no appraisal contingency who just didn't care mm-hmm. they're paying like an extra 60 dollars over the you know appraised value oh my gosh and just yeah. happy with it i got the house oh my god I'm, that, that's good that's what they wanted. You know, we help them. We help people get what they want. They wanted the house. <laughs> and so, <laughs> they got the house. They got the house. Um, <clears throat> still happy, actually. You know, um, how has it shifted? So from there being so much, so many things. Uh, again, and then the Federal Reserve, they raised the interest rates. And with that being raised, it priced a lot of buyers out of being able to purchase a home. Um the payment that might have only been $2,000 is now like $2,600, $2,700 for the same exact house. Um, only because like, you know, the interest rate went from, I got so lucky. I bought my house at 2.25% back in 2021. Oh my God. That's, that is probably the best one. I think I may have heard. Yeah. Have I heard? I think I heard one in the ones, but it wasn't my client. (laughs) I was 2.75 when I bought mine. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Weird. And so now we've got a lot of interest in our house. Um, equity in it. Um, and so uh, how else has it changed? So with that interest rate um, raising, mm-hmm. there is almost a stop to transactions that has been happening. But it's it's like, what would you say is the rate right now average for interest? So I would say the national average right now is about the mid sixes Great. with okay. paying a point. You, <laughs> okay. I, I emphasize that because as you know, you guys as consumers, as you're out there looking at interest rates and doing your Google searches and this and that, is a lot of times you're not going to hear um, lenders discuss points, but that's important to keep in mind is that we've talked about it uh, in my last episode, but one point is equal to 1% of your loan amount. So okay. if you're getting a $400,000 mortgage or loan, your average national rate is in the mid sixes with paying a point, which is $4,000 if you're doing a $400,000 mortgage. Okay. So that's important to keep in, in mind yeah. for people. To know, yeah. Other lenders won't tell you until it's time to pay up. And yeah, <laughs> until it's too late, they don't tell you. And then, yeah. you know, you're right. kind of, you're stuck with it. So yeah. You know, just important to educate yourselves on that. And something I wanted to touch on, too, because you did talk about the Federal Reserve. Yeah. So one of the things we noticed in 2022, and it is a a little bit of a misconception because the Fed began raising their federal funds rate in 22. However, that 
actually is not in line with mortgage interest rates. So what actually caused the mortgage interest rates to go up wasn't the Federal Reserve hiking the federal funds rate, but rather the Fed prior to 2022 was purchasing billions and billions of dollars in mortgage-backed securities mm -hmm. and reinvesting. So with mortgages, you know, once a mortgage is paid off, there's money, and then the Fed was, in addition to purchasing, was also taking those um, those payoffs and reinvesting them back into mortgage-backed securities. Yeah. That is what kept the interest rates low. Okay. So yeah. I actually used to right. tell clients back in 2020 and 21, and I said, the interest rates are artificially being kept low because inflation was on the rise. Mortgage rates actually follow inflation. So, but it was it was weird because we had these low interest rates and this high inflation right. that was happening, but it was because the Fed was purchasing mortgage-backed securities to keep them low. So what happened in 2022 at the beginning, the Fed came in and said, in addition to hiking the federal funds rate, which they have been, is that they also decided that they were going to stop purchasing mortgage-backed securities. Mm -hmm. So when they stopped purchasing, we saw interest rates shoot up very, very quickly. And that was because they were shooting up to where they sh technically should have been the whole time right. to match the inflation. And then on about middle of 2022, the Fed stopped reinvesting. And so they call that balance sheet runoff. So even when they stopped purchasing mortgage-backed securities, they were still reinvesting. Yeah. And then partway through the year, they decided to stop their reinvesting as well and just let it run off their balance sheet. Got it, yep. And that's, you know, our interest rates went up to, to match the rate of inflation. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the like maybe average for like maybe the last 10 years or 20 years for where uh, mortgage interest rates, I guess, should be like what is really the average? So really, we're actually in a very normal market. It's currently finally there. We, we um, are currently there. I, you know, I hate to say it, guys, because we've we've been really spoiled with our twos <laughs> and our threes and oh, even yeah. fours. But truly, if you look oh, at yeah. history, yeah. You know, mid sixes, that's that that's normal. That's right. very normal. And in fact, in previous history, it's been a lot higher than that. You know, when I first got into the mortgage business eight and a half years ago, the fives and the sixes were normal, very, very normal. Right. And it's just, I think, because we've, you know, we've been so spoiled. <laughs> yeah, so. Right? yeah, yeah. Remember the most recent thing that's happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So another question, we've talked about 2022 and how that market changed, especially from what happened in COVID. Yeah. But what are your predictions for 23 from the real estate side? Got it. Predictions from the real estate side. Um, I would say in 2023, we'll, we'll probably see more of a correction um, in the prices of homes. Um, I, you know, before the interest rates, I guess, for mortgage rates have a chance to get down more, um, you know, <laughs> there's still not going to be that many buyers yet um, until until those rates, I guess, until buyers realize, well, this is what it is. This is just what the rates are. Okay, I guess we can buy a house now. It's not going to get any better. So I think mm -hmm. as we have more buyers realizing that, I think, you know, it's going to also help to get more transactions happening, more properties being bought and sold. 
Um, I agree. It, it kind of, it, I mean, I guess overall it's, it's slowed down, but again, for me, I've, I've personally been pretty busy, so. <laughs> no, it's, it, and, and same here. Yeah. So, I, you know, in, in my opinion, one of the things that happened was I don't think there was a lack of demand. I think it just, when the interest rates went up, yeah. it was a lack of affordability. Right. And so the demand was still there. Yeah. People still wanted to buy homes. Right. It's just not as many people could afford right. to buy a home anymore when those interest rates went up. Right. You know, what I think, too, if we look at existing home inventory mm -hmm. and something to share with the audience as well, is that a, a normalized market, you hear a lot of people say a six-month supply isn't yeah. even. Um, in, in my opinion, it's a lot closer to 4.6 months is more of a normal market okay. between buyers and sellers. But when you see um, existing home sales, what they don't tell you or what the media doesn't tell you is that included in that number is actually homes that are currently under contract, mm -hmm. which if the home's under contract, most of the time it's not going to be actual inventory that you okay. can purchase. Yeah. So if you know, a little bit behind, but if you look at the existing home inventory reports that we got back in October of 2022, when you take out those active listings or the homes under contract, yeah. there was only a 2.2 month supply. Oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I think if interest rates do come down into 23 a little bit more, I don't know, I think we're, I think the demand might you know, what do you think? I think the demand might uh, still be there so a little bit. Right now, I guess sellers are still getting used to, the, like, they're not, they don't all understand that there's not that many buyers out there. So they're still trying to get what they can get with their price, you know, mm -hmm. listing their houses high. And so because of it, their houses end up sitting on the market for, you know, weeks, even months. And then some of them have even, like, resorted to renting it out as well. So having it listed for sale and for rent, see what happens first, you know. <sighs> And that's um, interesting. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, you know, as sellers see, like, you know, one, if it if it hasn't sold it, it's too high. It's either the condition or the price. You know, it's you correct one or the other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And sometimes even if it's like, you know, you can't correct the condition if it's brand new house. All right. We got to work on that price then. It's only worth what a buyer is going to pay for it. And I guess exactly. those buyers, you know, there just aren't that many that can afford it. You know, like you were saying. <laughs> Well, it's something I've noticed, you know, so uh, Flora and I are both in Palm Beach County in Florida, yeah. and our average home price and our median home price are a decent chunk higher in this part of the country than in others. And so like when I'm doing pre-approvals for clients is that uh, there's not a lack of, at least from what I'm seeing, there's not a lack of people wanting to get approved, wanting to buy homes. Right. What is happening though is there's a lack of buyers that can afford to buy yeah. homes here. yeah absolutely and then something else for people that did buy a house recently <laughs> <laughs> the homeowner's insurance went up um oh and the taxes went up so those are two things that surprise people and so those are also the people that are starting to list their home for sale or ones who can now not afford the home anymore it's like just another level mm -hmm. of unaffordability <laughs> The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade County in Southeast Florida are actually the most expensive counties in the country for homeowners insurance, right. which uh, on top of having high-priced homes drastically is also going to impact how much someone 
can afford to buy. Right, right. So, you know, I have a home right now for sale, and it's because they, they can't afford, you know, it, it, it priced them out. They, are, they don't feel comfortable, and so they want to sell it so they can get something more affordable. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy how it's changed here so drastically over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the last questions that I wanted to ask you in today's episode is, you know, we've just talked about how the market shifted, what we think might happen in 23, but how do you think buyers and sellers should be responding to the market shifts? Because okay. each one's different. So why don't we start with uh, buyers first? Buyers, buyers, take advantage. <laughs> right? Seriously, you get first pick, top pick, whatever house you want, you're not gonna have that competition that there was a year ago. So if you want the house, you can kind of have it. Just gotta like work on the price of the seller. The longer it's been listed on the market, if it's been like over a month, you probably have a better chance of negotiating, working on the price. Mm-hmm. But Or um, maybe even a seller credit. Having the yes. seller pay for closing costs. Absolutely. Seller credit is absolutely coming back now. That was the thing when I first got oh. my license, and it's finally made its way back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we used to do, uh, back in the day, I mean, I say back in the day, like maybe four or five years ago, <laughs> we would do down payment assistance loans yeah. for first-time homebuyers. The assistance would cover the down payment, and then the sellers would cover all the closing costs. Yeah. So buyers were getting into homes for... 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. And I feel like now we're kind of seeing it's coming back. Some of that come back. So yes, buyers again, Leah can get you in contact. (laughs) She can help you with your, is it first time home buyer programs? And then even maybe down payment assistance programs. Those are starting to come back too now, right? Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. And I can help you to get the seller credit. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sellers, so we've just talked on buyers, but how do you think sellers should be responding in this market? Sellers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pause right? there. Be more, I guess be realistic on the price that you can get for how much you can get for your house. Listen to your realtor. Um, take the advice. Otherwise, if you do try to list it too high, it's going to end up sitting there for a while, and you'll have to do a few price reductions until you lower the price down. To market value, current market value, it always changes. So to where it currently, you know, should be selling for it and a buyer that comes along and actually likes it, oftentimes your first offer in this kind of market will be your best offer. So interesting. Yes, yeah. See if you can make it work. Like a year or two ago, no. But, you know, there's multiple offers. You'll probably get 10 by the end of the day. So like, yeah. But, But now back to like, you know, when there are not that many buyers and the people that are out making offers on homes, they're... Uber approved. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so make a deal work. Make the deal work. The first the first offer that you get oftentimes will be your better offer. So see if you can find a way to make the deal work. I guess awesome. that would be my suggestion there. And one thing sellers can do as well from the lending standpoint is, you know, we just talked a little bit about seller credits to help with closing costs. But a big thing right now, too, is actually temporary interest rate buy downs. For clients and that is a <clears throat> excuse me that is a seller charge so a buyer can't pay for it but a, a big one you'll see kind of advertised right now is called a 2-1 buy down and basically what that is is the client still gets qualified based on the higher interest rate so let's say let's say that's six and a half percent the seller or a seller could offer to do a 2-1 buy down 
for their buyer to maybe help attract a, a nice qualified buyer to purchase the home. And for the first year of their loan, their interest rate would actually be 4.5%, two, nice. you know, 2% lower. And then the second year, it would be 1% lower, so it would be 55 nice. And then the third year, it would be back to 65 Okay. So what... And, and the way it's calculated for the seller is whatever it saves the buyer is exactly how much it costs a seller. Right. They'll just get that much less money, you know, at closing. Okay. Exactly. Nice. It's it's treated the same way as a seller credit yeah. would be, right. except instead of using it towards closing costs, a buyer could choose to use that towards right. a temporary rate buy down. Because it'll help their monthly payment for the first couple of years. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then if interest rates do come down a little bit more, you know, into 23, like we think they might, buyers can always take advantage of a rate and term refinance to lock in a lower interest rate as right. well. Yeah, right. Yep. So lots of, there's lots of different ways to respond to how the market is shifting. And really at the end of the day, like real estate is an ever shifting oh, yes. market. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. It doesn't it doesn't stay the same and there's always new surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but history can tell us a lot too. So I think looking at mm-hmm. patterns in history, um, you know, can give us at least a little bit of insight as to what we think might happen in the future. Right. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, That was today's episode. So thank you all for tuning in. As always, my name's Leah Bunning. You can find me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, And I make it simple for you guys across the board. It is Lending with Leah. And on my social media too, I do have my contact information. So if you did have a specific loan scenario question that you wanted to run by me, give me a call. It's always confidential and free to speak with me. And Flora, where can everyone find you? Got it. You can reach me. Can I say my cell phone number? If you want to. Hey, yeah, it's everywhere. (laughs) 561-906-1610 is my cell phone. Call or text me. Leave a voice message. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, (laughs) TikTok's a new one. I feel a little weird to TikTok. (laughs) But um, ma- mainly, mainly cell phone, mainly Facebook and Instagram, I would say. Other places, but that's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Flora. And the next time we have you on the show, bring the ukulele. Bring and ukulele. we will definitely will play some music for you guys, too, next time. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Happy holidays. Bye. <laughs>